This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1654, Three Idioms from the American South with Steel Magnolia's podcast. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. What makes the American South different from the rest of the United States? In this episode, I interview Lainey and Laura Beth from the Steel Magnolias podcast, and they share three things that only Southerners say. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Lainey and Laura Beth. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. We're Thank so you glad for to having be here. us. Wonderful. I am so excited for our listeners today. Guys, we have two wonderful guests on the show today from the Steel Magnolias podcast. And we met at the podcasting conference in Nashville, Tennessee last month. Guys, tell me how you named your show, the Steel Magnolias podcast. Where did that term come from and what does it mean? Yeah. Well, we're so glad we got to meet you. That was a really fun conference and we got, are glad you got to explore a little bit of Nashville while you were here. So we named our podcast, the Steel Magnolias podcast, um, because we explore all facets of Southern culture. We love having uplifting conversations about life in the South, okay. but a steel magnolia is a chiefly Southern term as well. And yeah. it comes down to a woman that exemplifies that um, fortitude of steel and strength, but with the grace of a magnolia, as in a magnolia flower, um, which is a flower that you see all across the South. So it's a unique okay. combination. I love it. But it's a very high compliment for a Southern woman. That's so I true. I love it. So it's the combination of the strength and the 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 softness and the compassion. And is that right? That makes total yes, sense. Exactly. Yes. So good. So good. And you guys exemplified that because I went to a session and you guys had your podcast on display in a very brave way. <laughs> <laughs> That the people could see your show and dissect your show. That's fantastic. So, you know, to start off, I want to let our listeners know to go and search for your show. But we're going to talk today a little bit about Southern culture because our listeners are from all over the world. And we want to show you guys what Southern American culture is. And this would be the perfect chance to talk about that. Now, where are you guys from? Where in the South are you from? So we live and grew up here in Nashville, Tennessee, which mm -hmm. is the capital of our state. Okay. And Nashville's right in the middle of Tennessee as well. So we're surrounded by 
green rolling hills and have beautiful mountains just to the east of us. And of course, a large culture of music right here in the Nashville area. It's amazing. What I think is interesting about Nashville is you get off the plane in Nashville, Tennessee. I live in Denver. So you get off the plane. Everyone has skis and a snowboard, but you get off the plane in Nashville. Everyone's got a guitar. I think that is so cool. Um, Yeah, it's it's true. It is music city. And it's funny to think I mean, there is a large amount of music that is written and recorded here, but the nickname Music City actually came from a radio transmitting tower that went up here in 1932 and started to broadcast the weekly Grand Ole Opry show, which was a show that had country artists and bluegrass and gospel artists. And that transmitting tower reached almost every state of the United States. And so that connection of that music coming out of Nashville, Tennessee Mm -hmm. is what made people start to call it music city. I see. It is so good to know that I never would have had any idea about that. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, just in itself, the music, but let's talk more broadly now guys about the South Southern, the Southern U S Southern American culture. What makes the South different from the rest of American culture, the rest of the United States, what would you say comes to mind? Well, there's, there's many, many things, but the thing that comes to mind for me is we do have large cities in the South, but it's mostly smaller cities and even towns. Okay. And so because of the smaller population in most of the areas, Mm -hmm. life just moves at a slower pace. And so with that slower pace, it gives a lot of room for graciousness, kindness. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a lot of people asking if you need help, if you look lost, holding the door open for you, if you're, you know, coming into a store or something, it's just not as fast paced. And so with that, you're even going to see people being very relational in unique ways. So at a grocery store, as you're checking out um, of the store, the attendant, Mm -hmm. as she's scanning your groceries may ask, oh, what are you making for dinner? Or (laughs) people find that unusual if they're from other areas, or they may say, oh, this is my favorite yogurt. Have you ever mixed this with fresh cherries? It's my favorite. So there's kind of just that relational thing happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that really does in a way impact our quality of life, right? To know that that is possible. I've spent some time living in New York City, living in Boston, the polar opposite of this type of culture where no one has time for that, right? We're busy. That's right. Um, And I'd love to know later if you guys have lived in other regions in the US, but let's get in because we, you know, we're talking about language today, right? And we can learn so much about a culture from a language. So I'd love to know, guys, you, you said you've taught, you're going to talk today about three idioms that are so common in the American South that maybe we don't use in other parts of the country. Uh, so what would be that first one that you could share with our listeners today? The one I think is most popular in the American South is a phrase called bless your heart. Yes. You see it literally everywhere. In fact, I brought a little, I had something close by. Oh, You'll actually see on it one thing. <laughs> so yes. Um, bless your heart was initially used to convey a feeling of compassion towards a person. Okay. So it's almost like, um, kind of a request for God to show mercy on someone. Okay. Um, 
And so you might hear it in a phrase like, oh, gosh, she has lost her home and all her belongings in that flood. Bless her heart. Okay. Okay. So that would be how that would be used. Okay. So the idea is kind of showing compassion when something uh, seems like the person is at some kind of disadvantage. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. But the thing Uh that's interesting is now people are using it in a different way as well. So sometimes you'll hear it like that, but then occasionally you'll hear somebody saying it in a way where they want to say something negative, okay, but not seem like they're being as negative. Okay. So, so let me give you an example of that. Somebody might say something like, I can't believe she wore that to a wedding. She has no fashion sense at all. Bless her heart. <laughs> I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because yeah. I was going to ask, I've, I've heard it used in kind of a more insulting way at times. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't think that was the original intent, but Mm -hmm. now it's a way for somebody to, you know, do an insult, but not look like they're quite as tacky. And is it only used that way now? Like has the phrase completely converted itself into that use or is it still used in the more? That's a great question. That is a great question. Mm -hmm. I use this phrase and I believe a lot of people still use it in the original intent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, Got it. Um, but one thing I think is, you know, that for your listeners, mm-hmm. often you can tell the intent, even from the expression on a okay. face, if, if, if you're actually getting to see the person say it, okay, if it's the original t- intent. They're going to have kind of a sadness of, yeah. oh gosh, she's lost everything. Like you can read their body language. That okay. It's truly a sadness mm-hmm. versus um, I can't believe she wore that. Bless her heart. Yeah. Right. And it has kind of a, uh-huh. There's a, an edge mm-hmm. or a sass to it. it. And mm-hmm. I imagine there's also a change in the tone of voice too. So, mm-hmm. so the facial expressions, the tone of voice, exactly. the way it's delivered, the context. So we tell our listeners, guys, we need to pay attention to the context every time we're listening to English to really understand what's actually being said. Uh, okay. That is great. So I'm glad that we address the positive and the negative sides of that expression. Bless your heart. Uh, yes. so what would be the next one that, that is unique to the South? What would you okay. say? If you are loving this episode and you want to hear more great guests, make sure you hit follow on your podcast player so that you never miss a single episode that we publish. And thanks for listening to all ears English. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So the next one, I'm going to say it slow and then I'm going to say it how you would actually hear it said. So the okay. phrase is that dog will hunt. Okay. But you would actually hear it said if you had kind of a Southern accent of someone saying it, that dog will hunt. Okay. That's that's how it would sound. And that just comes from the sport of hunting. Okay. Is, is very popular still in the South hunting wild animals and birds and 
many hunters will take a dog along with them, a dog that's been trained, that's very keen on sight and smell. Mm-hmm. And having having a good hunting dog is a very necessary and good thing. Got and it. And so okay. if you were to hear someone say that dog will hunt, they're referring to an idea or a person or mm-hmm. even an object that performs well or ah, that is... Okay. Um, you know, that, that has lift, that's good. That's a good, it's a good thing. And has so, potentials or yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you, you might even hear someone say, let's say they're test driving a car before they're going to actually purchase the car. Huh. You might hear the person say after they've ridden in the car, if they do think it's a good, well-built car, that dog will hunt. Okay. Referring to the car being okay. well-built, um, a good ride, a good purchase, et cetera. Now, is this used for ideas as well yes. or just yes. objects? Would you say? Yes. Yeah. In fact, yeah, okay. I've often mm-hmm. heard it for ideas. Yes. Ideas. Love yeah. it. Um, wow. even, in a, even in a business meeting sense, okay. um, a good idea that's proposed, maybe even one that's a little outside of the box of how the rest of the group is thinking Okay. To really affirm, hey, let's put some attention towards this because that yes. dog will hunt. Ah, interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Now, that brings up a question that I'd like to ask you guys. Are the, you know, this particular expression, would you hear this in a place like Atlanta? Because it is the South, but it's a somewhat international cosmopolitan city. Or is this, are these expressions kind of much more in those smaller Southern towns that you mentioned, would you say? So that's a great question. And I mm-hmm. have lived in Atlanta. Cool. So I will say that I think you might hear this from okay. a person from a smaller town okay. or a rural area. Okay. I don't think somebody who's always lived in the city is yeah. even going to be as keen to I see. Okay. hunting culture. Correct. Okay. Got it. Got it. I'm actually going to Atlanta next week. So I'll be able to check up on that and see if I hear, <laughs> hear this yeah. expression. Fantastic. And um, you may even hear, hear it in the on the contrast in the opposite fashion. So that dog won't hunt. Oh, so that might, the opposite that might be okay. an idea or something that looks good on paper. Okay. But that dog won't hunt. So ah, good. It's a it, non-starter. Then, uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Okay, yeah. perfect. That, you know, I'm glad that you guys are bringing this one on because I have never heard this before in my life. I, you know, okay. I'm on the border of the South. I went to college in Fredericksburg, Virginia, like I said. All right. Um, but, you know, for a lot of our listeners, if they've lived in New York City, Boston, California, they've never heard this. So this is fantastic. We have one more for today. What is that last one? Okay, so we use a phrase, sometimes you'll hear, I'm going to say it slow. I was born in the dark, but it was not last night. Okay, okay. So an example of this in context, the phrase is used to convey that an idea, um, kind of like, I I might be naive, but I'm not that big of a fool. Okay. (laughs) So for instance, this is kind of a funny example, but like as a teenager, my mom Mm -hmm. would say this to me sometimes Mm -hmm. in a scenario of, let's say I had, you know, asked to go to a party and maybe the person hosting the party was Uh not a very good influence on me. Yeah. And I had been told no. Mm -hmm. And then later in the week, I say, um, can I spend the night with my friend <laughs> who happens to live in the exact same neighborhood as the party right. I was told I couldn't go to that? My mom might say, OK, I was born in the dark, but it was not last night. I love that. <laughs> Meaning I, love that. I know what you're trying to do. 
I yeah. love it. That's so our mom good. says this a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Right. So I'm not naive. I mean, we also have the expression, I wasn't born yesterday, but this one's more interesting, right? Because it gives a little more depth to what you're trying to yeah. say. That's yes. right. Yeah. I love it. So good. Yeah. So good. Okay. This has been great. I mean, we are running out of time for today. It's been a quick episode, but this has been fantastic. Really understanding Southern culture through the idioms that you guys use in the South. So Lainey and Laura Beth, can you guys let us know where our listeners could find your show, find you online, find your podcast if they want to learn more about the American South? Yes. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for having us. And I just want to say to your listeners, we applaud you for taking on a new language. We know it is not easy and it's so honoring when you hear your native language being spoken. So the fact that y'all are open to opening and expanding your vocabulary, even into Southern expressions is is truly unique. So I just want to applaud your listeners for for that. that. Yeah. Um, And and best of luck to them as they um, seek out the the English language. But you can hear more stories on Southern culture, um, the Grand Ole Opry, like I mentioned earlier, Nashville, all facets of Southern culture at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. We're on Instagram at Steel Magnolias Podcast, and we release a new episode every Tuesday. Wonderful. So I want to encourage you guys to go over. We always talk about finding new native content, native English content. This would be a great show to subscribe to and practice and learn about the regions to prepare for any business trip. Or if some of our listeners are actually living in the South, this would be a way to understand how to get yourself more into the culture and meet local people. I love it. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on the show today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.